Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Fighting the Envelope podcast, where we uh, fight the envelope by pushing the current. So today we're going to be talking about the, quote, Mount Rushmore of musicians. And Cameron and I are going to take very different views. Cameron's going to take the more liberal view, and I'm going to take <laughs> the more conservative view. And that's fine. Um, but you might ask, where did this idea come up? Or where did we come up with this idea? Well, I just happened to be in Keystone, South Dakota. That's where Mount Rushmore is, and I was admiring its beauty. It's such a pretty pretty place in those parts. And then I was just looking, and then I looked over, and guess who was there? No one else but Cameron. We were just admiring this beauty, and we were like, bro, we should make a podcast about the Mount Rushmore musicians. I was like, this is just one of the best things you could have said at this very moment. Yeah, just a podcast about the Mount Rushmore, <laughs> and not that, a podcast about music. Yeah, yeah, and, and the rest is history. And this did not come from some crappy Mediterranean restaurant where we got the worst food and service. No, no, no. It came in the grandiesque of places. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like Brandon said, we are going to kind of go in different approaches of our Mount Rushmore. I feel like... And, and and I don't feel like this. You told me that you are going for more of like a founding, you know, like people who really like founded a certain genre or like really like are big uh, influences. Yeah, huge influences. Like like when you hear like not not saying Elvis is on your list, but like King of Rock, you're going for like like the 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 king, kings, the queens, the, queens, yeah. the, yeah. the princes, the where. For me personally, when I when I look at the Mount Rushmore, they're not all necessarily like founding. I mean, two of them are founding fathers, but they're not like, you know, they didn't they didn't. I wouldn't say like found a genre of politics or something like that. Maybe maybe one or two of them, but I wouldn't say they all did it like that. Yeah, usually Mount Rushmore lists are just supposed to be fun, but I'm not fun. Okay? Yeah, Brandon Brandon's pretty pretty literal, and that's what it makes this fun because Brandon and I are going to get into a pretty heated debate right off the bat, and I, I don't want this this debate to take up a lot of the podcast, but I can easily see us getting carried away with debating on this one. So, first, if when we look at Mount Rushmore, the first face we see on the far left is George Washington. I like doing equations in my head, and Robert Johnson equals George Washington. <laughs> now, this might sound absurd, but without Robert Johnson, who knows where music would be? I mean, this dude literally sold his soul to the devil so in the Mississippi Delta, so music kind could be saved. Uh, Cameron over here is a firm, firm believer that jazz is rock's ultimate savior. And while there is some partial truth to that... I'm just not sure that it's 100% correct. I mean, he is just not taking into account that blues brought so many of the instruments, band structures, and rhythms that are so prevalent in rock and roll. And But, like, again, it's not just blues that kind of had its founding in rock and roll. I mean, you do have jazz, uh, you have country, you have folk, you have gospel, you have a lot of genres, but I think blues is the primary one. And Robert Johnson... That is the face that you see when you imagine like an old-timey, like someone making blues back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. Um, and what kind of helped him a little bit was he wasn't just performing in that Mississippi Delta that's so famous for blues, but he was also going to a lot of northern cities like Chicago, New York, Detroit, St. Louis, uh, obviously because that's where the northern migration happened, so there's an audience for blues there. And... 
And as I said, for music that, that was recorded in around the 1930s, I mean, this dude has an intriguing style. Uh, his blues chords are amazing, and he just has raw, raw lyrics. Uh, and if you guys kind of need a reference point, I would take a meander over to the King of the Delta Blues, uh, parts one and two, and the complete recordings of Robert Johnson. Um, or if you don't have the time, just listen to Crossroad Blues or Sweet Chicago Blues. But without him, there likely is no Eric Clapton. Uh, there's no Cream, which is Eric Clapton's band. There's no Rolling Stones, no Keith Richards, no Bob Dylan, no Robert Plant or Led Zeppelin, none of that. Cameron, have something to say? Um, to, to put it on one person uh, so heavily, I think, is very uh, close-minded because I don't even think Elvis ever cited like Robert Johnson as an inspiration for him. I don't know if um, like Buddy Holly did or the Beach Boy. I don't hear his name necessarily thrown in the mix. And I'm not trying to deny his legacy or that he was an, like an inspiration. He definitely was. He's a, he's a huge staple. But to 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 put it all on his back, I I I mean like if. I was just trying to think of some of Elvis's inspirations, and I was thinking of, uh, like, Little Richard was a big one, Ray Charles, um, that, I, that, that, those were the only two that I could think of. Oh, uh, yeah, he's also, he's also has a lot of, like, a gospel music, too, because he's from, like, middle of nowhere, Mississippi, so he also kind of has that part, too, as did most singers who were down south. But, but like, um, maybe, like, rock and roll, I can see, is a little bit more influenced by blues, I would say, than jazz. But the Beatles weren't rock and roll, and the Beatles were heavily influenced by jazz. And I know that you and I, he and I were having a debate about this last night, and I told him, you know, when, when you look at the 60s, there was, like, a hiccup of jazz crave and that's because the Beatles cited them, cited jazz as a huge influence for them. And that's why James Brown was even relevant. James Brown, didn't he do like an opening for them or something like that? Because Did he? That'd be cool. I, 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 I have never heard that. But I thought that there was, there was some correlation between a James Brown concert and a Beatles concert. And I can't remember if it was the same concert or, or something. I mean, like I know that. back in the day it was pretty common to just get like all your biggest acts and put them together. That's really Isn't working. that crazy to think about? Yeah, how awesome music could be if like everybody. Well, I mean, I guess Coachella and Lollapalooza. They've, yeah. I guess they've reimagined what that could be. But maybe just like a concert where it's like you have you can listen to three of the greatest bands of all time like in one sitting. Yeah, but I, again, I'm not trying to deny Robert Johnson any of you know like his praise. I I definitely think that he's worthy of a spot, but. Comparing him to George Washington, I think, is a little bit of a stretch. But with with this list, it's going to be a stretch either way, because it's it's really hard to to compare presidents to music figures because it's two completely different fields, you know. Well, watch me whip and watch me neighbor because <laughs> how does Robert Johnson relate to Georgie W? So without Georgie, where would we be? You know, he played such a vital role. <laughs> in our country's history. I mean, the dude was a commander in chief of the Continental Army. He was the president of the convention that wrote the constitution, a successful farmer. And you know what? He was the first president of the United States. I don't know if everyone knows that, but that's what he was. So obviously kind of like the blues genre itself, there are a lot of important innovators along the way. 
Uh, and for Blues, it would be Lead Belly, Bessie Smith, Blind Lemon, uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, etc. But without Robert, or without Robert and George, where would we be? I mean, obviously, George, you have like John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin. Um, who else do you have? Alexander Hamilton. The list goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> that's kind of my argument. That That's fair, but I think that like to casual music listeners, Robert Johnson isn't going to be as easily cited as George Washington is to casual history buffs. Well, that's because they have no taste. <laughs> but I guess, I guess your pick might have, quote, taste. So... I think that when it comes to George Washington, you need somebody that has a easy to recognize face, but also did, you know, inspire and and is a is a big figurehead in the, uh, um, I guess field that you're arguing, and that's why I picked David Bowie as my George Washington. I think that David Bowie is easily one of the greatest of all time, and I think that his face is extremely recognizable his name is a lot of you know people that don't really listen to music too much definitely know some david bowie and i think that it's important to to note that you know david bowie and george washington at the time at least i i know george washington had slaves and that's heavily frowned upon but i don't think that they had necessarily like low lows you know like their their lows are hardly even considered that like i think i think that when you look at the the highs they they heavily outshine their lows and i think that they both had pretty respectable characters too sorry yeah yeah no i i definitely i'm liking where you're going with it and i don't hate your answer i mean i know george washington does cite david bowie as an influence <laughs> <laughs> so i i'm not hating this argument i just kind of want to put that on the record oh okay Thank you, thank you. Because we'll, we'll we'll get into some more heated battles later on. I, I know that for this for his being a more liberalist, I'll take it. <laughs> but if you think about it, though, like David Bowie had an extremely respectable legacy, and George Washington also kind of did. So when I know I know David Bowie did kind of go off and experiment a lot. We were just talking about this how the '90s were not too kind to David Bowie, but. If you look at how he ended things, I think that it was a very, like, it was it was almost surreal. Like, it was a very magical ending with Black Star and uh, his, his way of saying, like, goodbye. And I kind of think you could compare that to, to George Washington saying that there should only be two terms. It, it should only be four you know, four, four years per, you know, you know what I'm saying? As I said, uh, George Washington has cited him as an influence. George Washington <laughs> in the Bill of Rights. The David Bowie is on to a lot of stuff. <laughs> With his quill. Um, but like I said, I think both of them stayed pretty true to the character. Neither of them really, like, sold out necessarily. I know that sellout for George Washington doesn't necessarily mean the same thing for David Bowie, but when I would compare the two, I'd say, you know, George Washington definitely didn't want, like, a, you know, tyrannical leader or anything, like, anyone that could have too much power. And I think that that kind of translates to David Bowie, you know, like, 
saying like goodbye the way that he did you know it, you know what i'm trying to say i know what you're trying to say <laughs> it's, it's a little bit of a stretch but it's a funny stretch uh, it's it's a this is this is going to be a fun podcast i can already tell <laughs> so who's thomas jefferson then you might ask vernon okay well in equation form hank williams equals thomas jefferson and we're talking about senior we're not even talking about junior or the third we're talking about hank St. williams senior all right <laughs> So he's one of the most famous country musicians of all time. Um, he is so iconic that kids in Walmart are yodeling his songs even to this very day. <laughs> uh, country was prominent before um, the likes of him. You know, you had people like Jimmy Rogers, who is known for his distinct yodeling, uh, and could also be an Abraham Lincoln in the argument that we're just not we're just going to let go, but. Uh, then you have the Carter family, but I think his important placehold was important for what country sounded like after him, if you know what I mean. Because like, country it was never going to die. Country was never going to die, clearly, as we know. But where would country be without the likes of Hank Williams Sr.? And, okay, Cameron might be thinking, well, this is a silly argument you're making right now, Brandon. It's like, okay, well, the least he gave us is Hank Williams Jr., who is one of the most important musicians in outlaw country. But... <clears throat> I don't know. And I also think there's this kind of element to Hank Williams, kind of like with Robert Johnson, which I should have, which I did kind of explain that he sold his soul to the devil and, you know, he died so young. He had not a lot of people know about him, but it's kind of the same with Hank Williams. Hank, Hank Williams died really young too. So what could he have offered the world? Uh, what's kind of weird actually is the only way that this argument can't really be made between Thomas Jefferson and Hank Williams is Tom, Thomas Jefferson actually lived to be pretty old and Hank Williams did not. But it's fine because in his young life, he released songs such as Hey Good Looking, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry, Colleague, Jambalaya on the Bio, you know, all straight bops to a 20-year-old male. Have something to say? I'm, I'm not too educated on hank williams i really haven't dove into to country all that much um to where that i would be super familiar with him um i think that honestly out of your your mount rushmore pick this is probably i think the best one that i would say like closely fits like i think it's a your argument with hank williams and comparing it to thomas jefferson's not like it, it it's pretty good i i think that he's sometimes so so when i start talking about my pick i i'm going to you know say how i think thomas jefferson is a little overlooked by other figures and i think that hank williams can can be said to to be overlooked like you said um he did kind of die off a little young and so i think that his his whole discography is just to like the the casual listener is probably not very well known um and so i think that it's it's a better it's a better comparison and i wouldn't necessarily argue with it um the only thing that i would say is i i don't i don't know hank williams's music too well but would you say that it's like pretty lyrical or like because when i think of thomas jefferson i would think you know like a lyrical genius yeah like i i'd say it's very lyrical i mean like not lyrical like post malone lyrical but i <laughs> but i mean for like being like a like a country music star in like the 40s um however you imagine that just like lyrics and like like very straight to your face country chords 
it's pretty sweet. Um, and you know our boy Tommy J, or known as ASAP Tommy, <laughs> uh, a lot of his values like came out of the French uh, and European like enlightenment that was going on at the time, and he just implemented it into our culture. And that's kind of what Hank Williams or Hank Williams did. You know, he took what was popular and ex like exploited it by putting his own charm to it. And that's why I think he could be the Thomas Jefferson. AKA Tommy J, AKA ASAP Tommy, uh, <laughs> uh, Tommy Jeff, or no, or Tommy Lamar, uh, Tommy, or, or teases, teases. <laughs> he, he goes by so many names. That's, again, Hank Williams looked up to Tommy, ASAP Tommy as an inspiration. <laughs> no, go in your list. Um, so, so for mine, like I said, when I think of Thomas Jefferson, I think of a really important, like, player at the, at the, uh, you know, point of time, you know, he was, he was an extremely important person when it came to the Declaration of Independence, but I feel like he's kind of, I wouldn't say outshined, because when I, when you say outshined, I think that it, it, it like, dampens what they did, but I would say maybe overlooked by like George Washington, by like Ben Franklin, by, you know, just the, the, you know, people that I'd say like are, I don't, cited more, I don't know, with like the revolution or whatever. He was the third president. And I think that it's important to, uh, to, to note, you know, like how, how much that he, he, he really contributed. So when it comes to talent on the quill, I would say that my Thomas Jefferson would be George Harrison out of the Beatles. I think George Harrison is constantly overlooked by Paul McCartney and uh, John Lennon. John Lennon and Ringo Starr. I think that so if I had to compare the the Beatles to the founding fathers, I think that you know <laughs> Paul McCartney would be the George Washington. He would be the the front runner. The the you know what I'm saying like the the easy. The, the 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 picture of the Beatles, and then I would, I would say, probably say John, but that's, really, you would say I feel like Paul McCartney was like kind of like they're, the, they're in, inseparable though. It, so really, it's, it's kind of like it, it's, it's yeah, kind of like what happened. So basically, um, probably I'm going to say John probably cut up half of Paul's face and put it on his half, and then they just kind of did a switcheroo, and that's kind of <laughs> how that happened. I, I don't know. Like when I think of like. Uh, uh, you know, like let it be it's just paul's face you know like you watch the music video it's paul's face you know i i don't know i i feel like paul it, it could be argued either way i'm spending too much time debating this i whichever one you don't say is george washington would be like the ben franklin i guess and then ringo star i would say is the john hancock because he has the coolest signature. he has his signature <laughs> but he's just like not really that's like, the only thing yeah but... <laughs> And George Harrison would be the Thomas Jefferson. I mean, George Harrison wrote so many Beatle hits, um, like something. something, Within You, Without You, Here Comes the Sun, which is easily one of their most recognizable songs, I think, um, Tax Man, uh, Think for Yourself, I Me Mine, you know, he, he, he wrote so many hits. And when you look at, like I said, with the, with the, Founding fathers esque. If the Beatles are the founding fathers, after after the revolution and once we started to get our government going, and you know, like once the gears started working, 
I think that they all kind of separated a little bit, and when they separated, they each did pretty good things on their on their own. I think that uh, Thomas Jefferson as a president was a pretty awesome president. He's one of my favorites, and I think George Harrison's um, solo work is just as good, uh, and I think he's constantly um, underrated. I think he's a very underrated pick. And that's why I would say that he's more of like the the Thomas Jefferson of uh, of the the Beatles, and then of my Mount Rushmore, I would I would definitely pick George Harrison. And this is a, a more recent pick. I know that I had I I constantly switched up my my picks for my Mount Rushmore, and I don't think I ever mentioned George Harrison on it. This is a, the, a very recent pick for me. Um, I just when when I originally started to to bring up the. Uh, fun little like argument of your Mount Rushmore I kind of just threw out some big like names that I really enjoyed but when I actually sat down and tried to think of like who I would pick for who I think that um George Harrison's easily probably the the most clear like connection I out of my pick I think George Harrison's like you know like out of all of these I think it's the the smallest stretch to, to say George Harrison is Thomas Jefferson. You, would, would you, you know what I'm saying? You know, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Again, for this being a more liberal uh, pick or pick on your side, I'm not totally against it. George Harrison's very overlooked. I mean, obviously, honestly, I'd probably say solo career-wise, I think... Uh, and when you spread it out, it's George Harrison easily because John Lennon was like prominent for a few years after the Beatles, but then kind of dropped off. Uh, Paul McCartney was with Wings and had some pretty good solo stuff. And then Ringo Starr, of course, was just killing the game. Was killing the game. Um, but no, George Wa or George Washington. George, <laughs> both. It's both British names. It's fine. But yeah, George Harrison. I'm I'm okay with that pick. Um, you know, kind of like. George Harrison, he had his mindset on you. Thomas Jefferson had his mindset on us. <laughs> and I think, especially when you're talking about him as a songwriter for the Beatles, I know like he was very influenced by going over to India. I think uh, he met, is it Ravi Shankar? Yeah, I think it's yeah, Ravi Shankar. And it's like a very beautiful like combo. Um, and his concert in Bangladesh is amazing. Simply one of the best things put on this planet. So... I think we can John Hancock and say that's that's an Sign okay pick. On that. <laughs> but actually, what's kind of weird with the whole Ringo Starr and John Hancock, like Ringo Starr's like autograph in person is actually really cool and unique. But I, I'm just trying to maybe I don't know if that's such a connection. I know we weren't really debating that, but so basically, like the the American Revolutionary War kind of started because. Um, the British were going over to Samuel Adams and uh, John Hancock's home. So they are kind of the starters of the revolution. I don't know if Ringo Starr really started anything. I mean, he wasn't even the first drummer. He, he best yeah, was. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, I, I was just kind of thinking of, like, why John Hancock's really, like, what John Hancock's known for. And it's definitely a signature. It's definitely a signature. But, like, if you also think of it, you can also kind of compare the two. So the reason why John Hancock wrote his signature so big was so the the – King could see it and I think that that kind of could translate into Ringo Starr because Ringo Starr used to sit up so high and so straight so everybody could see him 
I don't know if you did you know that I'm I sure. did not yeah he used to sit super like tall and straight because like he didn't want to be like left out like he wanted people to see him so <laughs> yeah I, yeah I just did it yeah I just did like kind of what, how like he does he like he kind of bops his head a little bit he and he's straight okay I <laughs> yeah, yeah I know what you're saying yeah that, that was kind of what I was thinking more of because yeah Ringo Starr was not a founder of the Beatles at all he was yeah he was the last man in yeah he was the last man in but uh it's fine we love you Ring <laughs> we do I love Rico. <laughs> that dude, that dude's awesome. So next up, Abraham Lincoln, Honest Abe, or known as Honest Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> so we here at Fighting are firm believers of Jimi Hendrix's impactful legacy, as you all likely understood after we shoved it down your throat during the first <laughs> two episodes. I don't know. He was just simply revolutionary, and we like that. We're, we're revolutionary, and we appreciate revolutionary people. And just his innovation with the electric guitar and sound effects, just a uh, chef's kiss, as they call it. And as we've said probably a million times in our other podcast, Are We Experience, Access, Bold as Love, and Electric Lady Land are probably the best trio of albums ever made back to back to back. While rock would have survived without him, who knows how many artists like wouldn't have get, been able to get, get who knows what <laughs> artist what am i what am i trying to say wouldn't have been influenced or would have been influenced by him exactly <laughs> you know maybe we wouldn't have um who, who would we not have without him we wouldn't have justin bieber that's for one one thing yeah justin bieber gone cites him as <laughs> his biggest influence new kids know. on the block say, any really big like power guitarist after i feel like a lot of like the big hair bands were influenced by him because he was a very he wasn't extremely flamboyant but he was you know he was a colorful figure no no like no like not because he was colored but because... no one would have even said anything <laughs> but no he, he inspired like new kids on the black and seeing you know NSYNC, justin timberlake, justin timberlake was very the backstreet boys um but no, yeah. You could argue any big guitarist after him would have been influenced I, easily. Yeah, so. And, I, and then without him, who knows? So, because what he does is like, you know, kind of like, like my list here. His guitar was this very conservative object. You can only do so much with it. But this dude said two middle fingers to that i'm gonna catch my guitar on fire on a stage and just watch it burn and play i'm gonna pray to teeth. it i'm gonna play it with your teeth <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna make a very conservative song out of the star spangled banner and just put his own magic touch on it i mean there's not as much of a strong argument for him being a savior as abe was but like abe where we'd be without him we'd be racist without him uh, oh yeah, so right. <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be so racist. The conservatives would have won without him, right? I wasn't going to say we were going to be split without him. We might have not even gotten to Jimi Hendrix without him. So <laughs> yeah, we might. I mean, oh, no, we were laughing, but I mean, who knows? We, we might not be here if it weren't for Abraham Lincoln. Exactly. Abe gave to Jimmy, so Jimmy just gave back to Abe. He, he really, like you said, with that Star Spangled Banner, that was, that was, a, that was for Abe, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy was paying hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause ever, I think I was reading an article, how about like how some people thought that he was trying to be like anti-establishment by doing that, but he was just like, no, I love this country. And yeah, here I am making, I, making a, an amazing thing out of. I absolutely hate the, the 
how this how against Jimi Hendrix the '60s were. Like I feel like you know it was for for your list being so conservative. Jimi Hendrix was an extremely liberal figure, even though as a person I feel like he was actually pretty conservative. He was actually kind of patriotic. Like he was, he was in the military. I mean, yeah. he, he was at Fort Campbell in Kentucky and. I think he got discharged, but I mean, that's got to say something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's kind of sickening to think about, but at at the same time, he was he he was you know like it, he was f- <laughs> for the people. <laughs> 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 All right, so Abraham Lincoln, we know that he helped maneuver through the Civil War that could have ravaged our country. Um, he helped pass the Thirteenth Amendment. And I might say that Hendrix is to the guitar what Lincoln is to words. Like, <laughs> especially with the Gettysburg Address and the Emancipation Proclamation. I mean, Jimmy probably could – if he would have lived longer, if he wouldn't have died, he probably could have made the Gettysburg Address and Emancipation Proclamation just like this really cool like guitar ballad. <laughs> but and the last comparison I make is – I think both are a story about how a man can come out of seamlessly nowhere and make something great of themselves, impactful, one that generations don't forget. They don't just forget these two. We put them on dollar bills and pennies. I don't I don't know if you're if you're if you're stressing on that forget just because of, of my pick. Um, oh yeah. So I'm gonna be honest, you know, this next pick is a very biased pick. This next pick, um, while it is biased, I think that this person was a very big influence for the 90s and early 2000s, at least when it came to the rock scene. Um, but I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm, I'm definitely biased when it comes to this one, and I know that you have your problems with my next pick. So for my Abe Lincoln, I guess, it's going to be Chris Cornell of Soundgarden, of Temple of the Dog, of Audio Slave, of... Chris Cornell solo acts um, of artists who have hung themselves. <laughs> Ouch! <dude. laughs> so, Chris Cornell, I think, in in my my opinion, could have also been my Thomas Jefferson, just because I feel like Chris Cornell was a, a background um, contributor. Like he he was overlooked by Kurt Cobain and by. And by a casual listener, by like Eddie Vedder, I think that Eddie Vedder is more recognizable to casual music fans than Chris Cornell is. But Chris Cornell, without Chris Cornell, there wouldn't have been Eddie Vedder at all. Chris Cornell brought up Eddie Vedder. Chris Cornell's Soundgarden was big influence for a lot of grunge acts. Even um, Nirvana cited Soundgarden as some of their inspiration. So... I feel like for when you look at Abe Lincoln as a president and Chris Cornell as an artist, I think they were both kind of head ahead of the the curve, you know. Abe Lincoln was, you know, one of the the biggest contributors to um ending slavery, you know, made the 13th amendment. Um or sorry, he didn't make he passed he helped pass it. And I think that uh Chris Cornell <laughs> while it's nowhere near as important or significant, helped push the grunge movement and was a huge um, contributed contributor. And um, while I wouldn't say he's as recognizable as Abe Lincoln, I think that, you know, 
they both kind of reinvented the times. So with, you know, Chris Cornell, I think that you, you came from the big hair and he brought it down to earth, made it a lot more grittier. And I think that in a way it was kind of how you could, could <laughs> compare it to Abe Lincoln and say how <laughs> Abe Lincoln, you know, changed, uh, changed the, the path of America and ended slavery. Chris Cornell changed the path of music and ended big hair <laughs> pants. But, um, you know, neither of them ever smiled in their pictures either. So I think that it's, a, I said that it was a bit of a stretch, but honestly, I don't think it's a stretch at all. Actually, I was going to completely like cap on your pick, but I just had like a reawakening <laughs> with something that you said. So the presidents leading up to Abraham Lincoln were pretty awful. They put us in just the, the absolute worst situation to where, you know, everything that happened during Abraham Lincoln's presidency. And you could so, say that's the big hair, the they, Bon Jovi. Exactly. <laughs> so Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder, and Kurt Cobain, they actually saved us. They, they saved humanity from what could have been. They, they gave us the grittiness we needed. We don't, we don't need to be happy with seeing the big metal bands because it's not even real happiness. It's fake. You know who provides Sorry. real happiness? <laughs> Soundgarden, Nirvana, and <laughs> Pearl Jam. I wouldn't say real yeah. happiness, but yeah. Yeah, you get it. I get it. <laughs> it's still the worst pick on here, but let's... I'm not, I'm not going to... I wouldn't say, like... So, worse is subjective. I wouldn't say that Chris Cornell's a bad artist or... Oh, no, he's an amazing artist. Exactly. It, it is the biggest stretch on my list, though. Easily the biggest stretch. You know, I feel like... For me, the first two, I went extremely literal and tried to go as, you know, like, and this one, this one's definitely the biggest one that is a stretch. But out of, out of this whole conversation, so this conversation came from, I, I think that we were, like you said, we were sitting in a, a, a restaurant. We were sitting at Mount Rushmore. We were sitting at Mount Rushmore talking about, like, ideas for this podcast. And Mount Rushmore came up as one of the first ideas. And... Ever since we've had this debate, Chris Cornell has always been on my Mount Rushmore. I am a huge fan of him. He's he's one of my favorite artists of all time. I think that what he had done in the 90s and then what he did with Rage Against the Machine and turned it into Audio Slave, he he was just absolutely amazing. And what happened to him was, was you know... I, tragic. I, not even worth tragic. joking about in a podcast. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but uh, I think that... You could you could say both their times were cut a little short, you know. <laughs> Honestly, I bet, yeah. I thought they died about the same age, a close. No, oh, Chris actually, was like 40, 40 something. Lincoln was like fifty. He was early fifty. Was he? I'm gonna say fifty six. We're gonna put our money on it, super duper. I'm quickly. not gonna put Fuck. my money on. No. I'm not educated on. No, it. no, no. You no. you want to be educated over here? I'm not. Oh no, no, no. Fifty six. Called it. Look at that. I was right on the spot. The, Abraham Lincoln got shot at fifty six, but. He could have offered so much more. I'm curious how old Chris Cornell was now. I'm he was he was pretty old, he, like older than you would think. So he didn't really have much grunge left to give. <laughs> well, he he went less grunge and more like uh, um, like singer songwritery, acoustic kind of like I would say even folkish. And I know how much you love folk right I, now. I do love folk. You That's should listen my... to you should listen to some of his more recent stuff. It was it was very um, like. Uh, 
yeah, acoustic-y. He went, he, he then maybe, acoustic-y. maybe like Abraham Lincoln. If Abraham Lincoln would have been president, uh, we wouldn't have had the mess that was Andrew Chris Johnson. Was, oh. Chris was 53 years old, so they were actually pretty close in age, too. So, boom, another correlation. <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> boom. There you go. <laughs> Case rested. I think that I made a pretty good argument for, uh, for Chris. So you can, you can fight me. So how about before our last pick, we, we take a, a quick little break, and we'll be back with our, our Teddy Teddy, our big Teddy our big, Bear. Our big Teddy Bear, Teddy, teddy Roosevelt. Our teddy Theodore bear. Roosevelt. The, the Ro-Ro pick. All right, uh, so now we're back with our Teddy Roosevelt pick. Um, mine, I, I don't know how you guys are going to feel about it, but here we go. Aretha Franklin equals Teddy Roosevelt. It's the queen of soul. What else do I have to say? Uh, she's probably the most accomplished female artist of all time, if if not at least one that blazed the trail for every female singer that was to come. I think one of her amazing abilities was covering songs and you know truly making them her own because she does have this unique R&B and soul style to it, but just the way that she does it, it is simply immaculate. Um, and then albums such as Lady Soul, I Never Loved a Man the Way I Loved You, and Young, Gifted, and Black, just and just just amazing. Uh, and then songs such as Respect, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, and Chain of Fools, just all-time classic. And, you know, she, she, it's very likely that she inspired many of the solo female artists that come after such as Beyonce, Adele, Whitney Houston, Amy Winehouse. The list can go on and on and on, but that's why I picked Aretha, uh, just because I need a, I, I think she's a very prominent female artist that led the way. I, again, am, am, am not too familiar with her. I'm a little bit more educated on her than I am with like Hank Williams, but I think that, uh, at first, this was probably what I thought was going to be your weakest pick, but I think that you do a pretty you're, you've been doing a pretty good job explaining why you picked her. She's definitely a huge inspiration for for women, but compared to Teddy Roosevelt, I, I I I'm not too familiar with Teddy either. I don't know what he necessarily did. I know that he was just a loud figure, um, and she's definitely a loud um, figure when it comes to soul like you said she's the queen of soul so i i don't know enough about her or teddy roosevelt to really say like i would uh come um say it's like a good comparison if that makes sense i know what you're saying but i i think that you've been doing a good job presenting your argument and if i you know like because i'm not educated on it i i would agree with what you're saying yeah, so I actually read um, The Rise of Theodore Roosevelt by Edmund Morris, um, and I also read, um, I actually I actually read the uh, whole trilogy. Uh, I think it also features Theodore Rex and uh, Colonel Roosevelt. It's a great trilogy, so I'm, I'm a little knowledge on our boy, um, Teddy. <laughs> uh, so he was, if not a president, a man who helped conserve the environment, helped make sure our food was prepared properly, uh, regulated railroads, broke large trusts and unfair business practices, blah, blah, blah. And even if he's not that, then the man was a rough rider. I mean, this is a dude who goes up on San Juan Hill and saves the day, even though the day doesn't want to save him. <laughs> you know, this is a man who gets shot while giving a speech 
and completes the speech. This is a man who goes up a cold river to find people who stole his boat. Like, this is the ultimate dude. And Aretha is the ultimate lady. I mean, she was an empowered woman in the civil rights era. I mean, she was one of the female voices of that generation and just trailblazers. I've said it once, I've said it 50 times. The the key word for Aretha and uh, Theodore Roosevelt is trailblazers. What's the definition of a trailblazer? I'm, it's I'm someone who blazes trails. A little bit less literal. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a lucky guess and I'm going to say- You when don't people, even know what it means. I was about to say it. He said lucky guess. I said if I was going to take a lucky guess, I'm going to assume it refers to the organ like the organ trail, like they were like blazing the trail on the way just to go out big, west. Like, yeah, so like wagons can like wagons and like transportation can go through. Right. That's why Portland the Portland basketball team is called the Portland Trailblazers, is because Oregon was the final destination. Or like probably the one of the westernmost like destinations before like the discovery of gold and all that fun stuff. Interesting. I was, I was wondering where that came from. Uh, but, I could uh, be wrong. I could just be speaking out of my butthole right now, but I'm going <laughs> to say that's probably right. I um when we were when we were talking about um this list uh earlier prior to the podcast, I think that uh I don't know if I said it then, but it kind of kind of the opposite of Jimi Hendrix, someone who like was like really like presented like liberal but was actually pretty conservative i feel like teddy was presented super conservative but he's actually kind of liberal i think i oh i asked you if he was pretty author authoritarian i think um i'd say he's probably a centrist he he, he i think he was, he looked at things from both both sides of the picture but i think he was he was definitely more like republican because um, yeah because he um uh def he definitely had more right-wing beliefs but he got a lot of left-wing things done such as helping preserve the environment uh breaking up large trust um yeah because i i remember i have read that he was actually super passionate about the environment wasn't he he was he, it, yeah he's it, kind of the one who like i think he like basically started our national parks or at least got them like going a little more so yeah he's an amazing person he is the most like manliest man we've had as a president i think like he is like the the biggest dad i feel like you know what i'm saying yeah i mean it's weird because like when you read his biography you basically find out that he was just a little kid who lived in like yeah like in new york city like he had like asthma and breathing problems and he didn't go outside till like i'm probably gonna butcher this number but maybe 12 like basically like yeah it took him like years to like finally get out and like see the world but once he did he um he really explored it more you know, it's funny that you said that your uh, that that Teddy had a a troubling past because you know I wouldn't say it's as as troubling, but my pick also came from a, a little bit of a rough start, and uh, this is my more modern pick. I don't know if you're are you ready to move on or or do you have more to say about yours? Where I will give you props on this next one is yours, like as Teddy is far removed from George and uh, Thomas and Abraham. Mine could have been a little farther removed. Um, I think mine just kind of led the way for the rest, but this is a very safe guess for uh, Teddy Roosevelt. So, good job. <laughs> so for my pick, I, so I don't, I, if, I don't know if the audience has been following along, but I tried to pick artists from different. I wouldn't say like generations, but I definitely there's like a, a good like ten to fifteen year window that these artists were like mostly relevant. You know with George Harrison being pretty relevant in the 60s and then early 70s. Then David Bowie coming in and 
with the 80s. And no. David Bowie was the 70s and 80s, wasn't it? He like was, late he 60s, was, he, all 70s, early 80s. I was going to say he came, but he but was like... there's not that far, that, there's not that big of a break between George Harrison and that. I, I thought that, uh, well, but he was like super, I thought that was when he was doing like, when did he do his movies and everything? I thought that he was like his big, like a... Well, maybe, yeah, by that point he probably was, but if you're talking about his... 80s peak music wise is definitely like the 70s without a doubt well i was talking about like relevance like when they oh, were, relevancy then probably because okay thomas I'll jefferson was a, a huge he, the biggest things he did was you know he wrote the declaration of independence but he wasn't the first president okay but all right yeah, that's fair he, back he, off bro <laughs> and david bowie invented the swivel chair and david bowie, <laughs> he was so down with revolutions um so Chris Cornell was like the the nineties and in early two thousands. Alright, so just get to it. My <laughs> my next pick is more of a modern pick, and it's going to be Kendrick Lamar as uh, my my Teddy Roro. You know, like I said, they both had some you know subjectively rough upcomings. I don't think Kendrick had as bad of a, a rough. I know that he was from Compton, and that already is kind of like a, a rough start. But I don't think Kendrick had it too bad but i again i'm not too educated on kendrick i don't think a lot of people talk about his upcoming you know what i'm saying like i feel like when kendrick talks he talks more about like his uh what's expected of him but i don't i i'm not too educated on on his past i think that both of them tell tell it how it is as well um kendrick's a little bit more like um poetic and his his message is a little encrypted but i feel like neither teddy or kendrick from what i know they they both you know tackle subjects that are pretty controversial and they're they're they were just these figureheads that that like i said told it how it is they weren't afraid to talk about something um as as we've said teddy was pretty um um straightforward like he was a very blunt dude and was just he, he put it all out there and i feel like kendrick does it in kendrick's way but he definitely he he definitely tell tells it how it is i think they both they both found success super early i think i read teddy is the youngest president we've ever had I yeah think. He, he or once he graduated from it's not Yale. It was Harvard. I think he's Harvard. I think he's a Harvard I think it boy. was Harvard too. Yeah, I, think, I was going to say Yale, but I think it's definitely Harvard. Yeah, once he graduated from Harvard, I mean, he was basically like hitting the ground running. So. Yeah. I, 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 when I did a, a brief research on, on Theodore right before this podcast, yeah, I think I read that he, he graduated from Harvard and was the youngest president. And Kendrick found some early success. Um, he was actually, it, it, it wasn't like super early, but he was like, so he's 33 right now, which is unbelievable. And Good Kid, Mad City was definitely his biggest, like, you even thought that it was his, did you think it was his debut or his sophomore? You thought it was his sophomore act, right? Yeah, because it, it, studio album-wise, technicality. I'm a technical conservative yeah, exactly. figure We're when it comes to stuff like this. And you, you look at it from a very liberal, open mind. But, <laughs> but uh... So if he's 33 now, that was eight years ago. So he was he was pretty young. I would have been like 33, 25, and he he found some light success before that. When he was just coming up, he went by like um, I think it was K Dot, and was pretty big locally in Compton. And that's how he just kind of like 
I don't I don't think he ever really had like a big hiccup. I think that he just kind of shot up. Like people just absolutely adored him as a musician. Um and like I said, I think they're extremely respectable. Uh Teddy is the dad of all presidents, I think. Like like I said, manliest man that we've had as a president. And I wouldn't say Kendrick's at all that way, but I think Kendrick is also extremely respectable and you know a lot of people cite him, even though he's super modern, I think a lot of people cite him as, he's in the argument for greatest lyricists of all time, you know? He, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I think again, um, it's not a pick I absolutely hate. I think uh, Kendrick's definitely going to be our future. I think he's one of the best lyricists of our times. I can't wait for his next project from the leaks. It sounded like it was going to be pretty solid. Um Obviously, in a few years, he had Good Kid, Mad City, um, To Pimp a Butterfly, uh, Unmastered, un or Untitled, Unmastered, and uh, Damn, Damn, and the then all all four probably 10 out of 10 masterpieces. He, he has one of the most solid discographies. and Of a rapper right oh, now, oh, or maybe yeah. of all time. I would say of all time. Like, he he's pretty consistent. Um, I kind of like, I kind of want artists like him just don't shove it down our throats every year yeah. because if we do that then most of it's going to be garbage which i m might make a complaint from one of your earlier picks that bowie did because bowie just yeah. has all these irrelevant albums uh elton yeah. john did it uh just all these artists were just like back to back to back to back to back it's like guys calm down calm i down. wouldn't say that it was because they were trying to like sell out or anything i think that they were just expressing themselves too much and they were trying to change a lot you know what i'm like they were constantly like i said trying to reinvent like david bowie is definitely a person of expression and um i think he was expressing himself way too much especially in the 90s he needed to slow down a little bit but whatever kendrick's doing fine by me just yeah. don't go 10 years please I'll, <laughs> I'll be old by then and might not even know kendrick released a new album i didn't know that he was about to release a new one yeah he, there is like uh, some of his stuff got leaked, and it was pretty. It was pretty solid. I think it got deleted now, but it was good when I had it. It was good when you had it. You, yeah, um, I heard that. Not not to get too far off off track, but I heard Kanye Kanye is about to drop a new album, isn't he? I think he is. Yeah, so twenty twenty one might be a pretty uh, exciting year for hip hop. This was actually twenty twenty was a pretty solid year for hip hop. I think that Clipping dropped a new album, RTJ dropped a new album, Denzel Curry dropped a new album. It was they were they were all really good too. Like I would say maybe not ten out of tens, but I'd give them like a high nine. Yeah, that's fair. No, or that's... not a high nine. I'd say a high eight, low nine. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you listen to any of them. Yeah, I think I've listened, listened to bits and pieces, and I didn't hate what I heard. So <laughs> respect to them. But um, I think I think unless you have anything else to say, I think now we're gonna go in and give each of ourselves a out of 10 on both of our lists and our favorite and least favorite pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. So with your pick of Kendrick Lamar, David Bowie, Chris Cornell, and uh, George Harrison, with respect to the presidents you compared them to, there were solid arguments. There were very, very solid arguments. I'm I want you to be pretty critical. You don't have to give me a high rating because we're sitting on a podcast together and... We're tight buds. Yeah, so... Be like Teddy. Tell it how it is. I, I hate... I really... The idea of Chris Cornell as Abraham Lincoln, I didn't like it until I heard the hairband thing. Then I realized that Chris Cornell might have been the savior. Like, 
the George Harrison one is still a respectable one. I'm not sure if I, not necessarily who I'd put there, but I don't hate it. We're going to go 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Okay. That's what I was going to give yours was about a, a 7 out of 10. I think that uh, yours was a, a little, like... Um, say I, it like Teddy. Say it how it is. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of how to say it how it is. Yours was a little less... Uh, it was a little close-minded. I think that you kind of went for... <laughs> you kind of went for uh, um, easy picks. Easy. Easy picks? You went for people that, that, are, that have the title as, you know, like the king or queen, like you said. No? <laughs> you did not like no. that. No, because no one's heard of Robert Johnson. Uh who else no one has probably listened to hank williams senior except for the kid who yodeled at it walmart everyone's probably heard of aretha franklin i'll give you that and everyone's heard of Jimi hendrix so well i'm not saying like everyone's heard of them but like you said robert johnson is the king of blues or or soul or king of the well, delta blues yeah so i think that they had like pretty big t but with that being said i think that your picks were also not like i don't think that a lot of people listen to it i think that uh they should yeah that you would you know like educate that, that you bringing them into the fold is very like uh you know great of me okay yeah, yeah, uh so to my top <laughs> pick on your list probably david bowie but chris cornell still is probably going to get my my low vote george harrison it some falls somewhere in the middle uh and i'm okay with kendrick lamar you're okay with that um let me think i i think that for my least favorite one i would probably say robert johnson um as george washington just because i didn't like i said i don't think that robert johnson's as cited or, or recognized as much as george washington has been um my favorite pick that you had i I actually really liked your Aretha Franklin uh, argument. It was going to be Hank Williams, but Aretha Franklin, you you did a good job presenting her as Theodore. So I would say let's Aretha, shake hands. Aretha, 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 Aretha Franklin, Aretha, then uh, Hank, then uh, Hendrix, and then Johnson. That's what I'd say. All right. Well, that's pretty solid right. and then next and then in a few weeks we're going to be going back to mount rushmore to come up with these great ideas for <laughs> our season two which we're already excited for not even done with this season um, how many more stoked. episodes do we have on this one we, where are we doing two I, more how many is this our fifth or six this is our sixth Dang. so we have two more, two more and then we're going to be taking on the world even more we're, we're going to do twice as hard you you spoiled it with the season two though that was supposed to be a surprise i thought oh well surprise <laughs> All right, okay. everyone. Not enough people even get to the end. <laughs> All right, well, everyone. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a great rest of your day here at Fighting the Envelope.